0: Hello and welcome to the Encouraging Angels podcast with Stan Szymanski. I'm your host, Stan Szymanski. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023, and I have a great show for you today. Neither Encouraging Angels nor Stan Szymanski nor anyone affiliated with Encouraging Angels is offering any type of advice on this program. We do not offer legal advice. We do not offer medical advice. We do not offer financial advice. We do not offer personal advice of any kind. Please consult a professional in the area of your need or interest. I found a, uh, a story about a mother of a 13-year-old boy who has Down syndrome and Autism Spectrum Disorder, and she's fighting to find him a secondary school place after being rejected 17 times so far. Now, you would say if you haven't um, gone down the road of trying to get your special needs kid and you know, an edu- some kind of education, which they're entitled to, you'd say that's impossible. Nobody would be rejected 17 times just for going to school. Of course they would, because <laughs> this happens all the time. The system is designed to trample special needs families. It just is. The system tries to hold on to its money and withhold it from those most deserving. This story is from uh, News Talk, and this is out of Ireland, by the way. But this, you know, this thing happens every day in America. So don't uh, pat yourself on the back if you're saying, oh, it would never happen here. Uh, It happened to us. It happens to... So many of the families in the system is broken and getting more and more broken. All right. From News Talk. Last week, Morita Coyne and her son, Robbie McGrath, walked out of his primary school hand in hand after his graduation. So he graduated from, you know, from grade school. It was not the moment of joy it should have been for Ms. Coyne. However, as Robbie still does not have a place in secondary school for September. Robbie has a dull diagnosis of Down syndrome and autism spectrum disorder. And Ms. Coyne says she has been trying to secure a school place for him for the last two years. Quote, he should have been transitioning into his new secondary school. We don't have any idea where that's going to be or even if there's going to be a school for him, she told the Pat Kenny Show. That's a, a podcast in, in Ireland. If you're in Ireland, it sounds like this, that she told the Pat Kenny Show. <laughs> Back to the article. This journey has been going on for years. Miss Coyne said Robbie was in a a mainstream primary school as it was believed this would be best for his socialization. At the time, we didn't know of his diagnosis of ASD, that's autism spectrum disorder, because that only happened before Christmas, she said. Now he has got to the point where he's going in a different direction. He needs different help. Robbie is a flight risk. He has very limited danger awareness. He needs help with personal care. Essentially, he's nonverbal. Ms. Coyne said she applied to 12 special education schools in Dublin and its surrounding areas for Robbie. I've applied to every school I could think of, every school I've researched, every school I've been given from. The National Council for Special Education," she said. Miss Coyne said the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, and the NCSE have told her that they are working behind the scenes to secure a place for Robbie. The reality is, I'm sitting here, sitting here, talking to you with no school place for my son," she said. I feel that no family should have to go through that irrespective of what is going on behind the scenes. I've had to fight this journey for seven months, and it's a scary place to be for any parent. But in particular, parents with a child with, special, with additional needs. You shouldn't have to fight that hard for a fundamental right that a child is enta- entitled to an education in this country. Now, there's more to the article, and I'm going to, I don't have it up yet, but I will have it up on encouragingangels.org at the blog. And, you know, obviously, when you read a story like this, it's quite heartbreaking, especially when you see the pictures. Um, But, you know, we've done numerous stories since we started the podcast last November about people expecting services. And them not turning out to be what they expected. And in fact, this seems to be happening at an alarming and increasing rate. So, the first, excuse me, the first thing I wanna say, I need more coffee, uh, is you must be prepared, even in a situation like this. That uh, you know, I haven't heard anything about a father. So, you know, again, I mean, many, 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 many times the the guy leaves a relationship. Um, you know, I didn't see uh, you know a man mentioned in this story. There was another story about her. I actually that was a little newer that um, I looked at today, and I went back. This was, this is was, uh, you know a month old or so. So I went back to this one. Um, Even if you're a single parent raising a special needs child like her, my thought, and if it were me, and again, I'm not giving specific advice to anyone, is that you must be prepared to go things alone for some extended period of time because we're going to see things like world war, we're going to see famine, we're going to see pestilence, you know, another you know, uh, come up in some, of, of some type of disease, COVID variant, whatever that comes up. You know, to me, when I see a situation like this, um, really school becomes about learning, um, you know, things like, um, being able to get things yourself to eat, you know, out of the refrigerator, being able to get on a bus and go somewhere, downtown, whatever. Um, Being able to walk out of the house and come back and not get lost. Um, You know, the socialization for families like this and children like this are completely different than you know, quote, normal children. It doesn't mean that they don't interact uh, with kids, but you certainly have to be careful um, because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of bad things that can happen. And let me tell you that the school system will just absolutely run over you if you are not a bulwark for your child. And that's a fact. Uh, You know, she talked about, you know, this journey, it's been going on for years. I mean, you would think that people would be falling over themselves to get to her to help her and help her child, but that's not the case. You know, Jesus talked about in the times of the end that the, you know, that the love of many will wax cold, and uh, you know, I think this is at least one evidence of that. Um, you know, the kid has a new diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. I would say he's probably always had that, but a doctor didn't, um, uh, officially diagnose it, which it just identifies that the kid's more complex than originally thought. I mean, it's tough enough having down syndrome. When I look at him, I actually don't see the down syndrome, um, But, you know, uh, he obviously has, um, you know, a a spectrum of disorders that he's dealing with, Uh, you know, and so because of this new uh, illumination of the fact that he's got ASD, autism spectrum disorder, is they have to go in a different way to, because that, you know, that now they're completely aware. They they knew these things, but now you re, kind of really know um, that he's got sensory issues. And, you know, a lot more, you know, they, they go on to talk about him having problems with loud noises. And uh, that's something that's not uncommon in special needs, certainly. Um, you know, but... Again, only the parent can make this happen. And again, I want to say, it is the right of this child and this family to have an education for their child. The taxpayers pay for this. But the problem is, you know, the school districts would like to hold on to that money. And maybe pay, you know, uh, a principal an extra $10,000 a year or whatever. I'm just pulling a number out of the air you know, she applied to 12 special needs schools, 12. And there's no school for her son, you know, at the time. You know, I've said this, I discovered this a long time ago when our daughter was in, you know, school, in a special needs school, is that these special needs schools, what they really want is for the kids to be in the middle of the bell curve. So, in other words, the more con- so, if you drew a bell curve, if you knew like uh, statistics, right, uh, it looks like a uh, a little mountain. You know, it, it, it's low on the left side, high in the middle, and low on the right side. And they want the children to fall into the middlemost part of that graph. In other words, they want them to be Mostly able to toilet themselves and mostly able to feed themselves. As opposed to the kids who are more complicated, who live on the tail ends of that that graph, um, who, who cannot feed themselves, who, who cannot walk. They don't really want those kids. And I don't know how affected... But this boy is, you know, he's close to the tail ends of, that be- of, of one side or the other of the bell curve. And that's why she's applied to 12 schools and why they haven't taken him. Because they only have, and with what's gone on with COVID too and the, the deaths, the, 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 the catastrophe of deaths and disability Again, I was on with, uh, you know, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny a few months ago on her um, happy hour with Dr. T. And um, she illuminated that as of last October 2022, we're coming up in the anniversary of that, excluding, and I say the word excluding, South America and excluding China, that the deaths from the COVID vaccine numbered approximately 20 million. Did you hear what I said? 20 million deaths, not due to the virus, due to the vaccine. And multiples above that regarding the amount of people who have been disabled due to the vaccine. So You know, all these places, all these special needs institutions required, mandated that their people receive this deadly, deadly, wicked jab. And that actually led to, you know, I said no to the jab and uh, the special needs institution canceled uh, Encouraging Angels music contract that we had for 15 years. Um, but I'm still alive and I'm here talking to you, telling you about what the hell's going on. Excuse my French. Cause you had better pay attention if you're a special needs family that you think things are going to get better. I know, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you need hope to keep living, right? See the special needs families, they're in a war. They've been in a war for years. And, you know, they're fighting it mostly alone, mostly alone. And one of the things with, uh, you know, fighting a war is you have to have hope. And so they hope that there's going to be someone who will help them, who will help their child, who will have the best interest of the child in mind. And in my humble opinion, finding that is like finding a needle in a haystack. And the reality is, you're going to get a mouthful of hay. Um, sorry about that. A, a little bug was on my mic. Uh, you know that it is. Uh, I hate to use the word something like foolhardy, but you know, having a, a reality-based view. Uh, is necessary and it's not that the d- disabled special needs family doesn't have a reality based view they they live in a reality that is hard but there are like certain aspects of life that you kind of try to suspend reality and believe that things are going to get better in certain areas and it, it's just you know with what has gone on like this whole situation I just explained about the jabs how many people have died uh, the, the the just myriad of people who are now disabled those people are not working and those people again inside those special needs institutions I can speak from you know here in America they were mandated to the last person to get the jab and or to get tested which also has its own problems which I also refuse and refute. Yep, they, they want, and because of all those things, and the money, and the money, and the money, and the money, they really only want children who fall in the middle of the bell curve, of the, the uh, standard deviation bell curve. Uh, you know, and the kids, you know, they, they put them on a waiting list. See, they're just kind of hanging you out to dry and leaving you outside he's on a waiting list he and he has you know complex needs complex needs and the you know the reality is again he and his mother are entitled to an education for him now this is a different country it's not america but uh I, i think that's pretty you know pretty standard and uh you know ireland's a modern country it's not like it's uh you know, a third world country. Um, well, and when the uh, the currencies fail in the West, then we'll all become third world countries. And that's why I say you have to prepare now. When I say, you know, you've that you can still, like in America here, you can go to Costco if you have a membership or if you have a friend that has a membership and buy 25 pounds of rice for $12.50 approximately. How much food does it take to feed a person? You know, the military's done studies that it takes approximately 750 pounds of food to feed a fighting age man to keep him in the field for one year. So you might not have to, uh, you might not be of that age, you might not be of that weight, uh, you might not need that much, but if you don't need 750 pounds for the year, you sure might need five or 600 pounds of food. Um and if things break down, you know, you're gonna be doing so much work outside and elsewhere and all day that you're going to be needing more caloric intent content. You better be growing food. You know, talking about calories, growing potatoes, etc. Corn. Uh and even if you live in an apartment, you can do things. But this is going to get rough, folks. And uh, when I read stories like this about Miss Coyne and her son, um, you know, it's heartbreaking because we went through, you know, these kind of things, and we fought to actually um, take our child out of an institution because things that were going on and have the education to have um You know, vision work done here at home to have occupational therapy, um, physical therapy, you know, all done in our home under our vision and care. Um, Never letting our daughter out of our sight again because of what was going on. If you can start thinking about a way, special needs families... To start to partner up with another family somehow, whether it's another special needs family, whether it's uh, parts of your own family, and especially if you can get out of the big cities and get to the country. See, she's she's applying all around Dublin, you know, because that's where it's like a musician, right? I mean, <laughs> if you want to work as a musician, most of the time you got to be around a city, you know, or you're touring, of course, but... um You know, and if you want to be around where the schools are at, you got to be where a city is. So that's the hard part. But you know, sometimes you just have to keep fighting. And you could probably fight to find a way to get the help that you need at your home. We did it. Um, It's not impossible. Um, But. To survive what's coming as a special needs family, I would consider, and again, I'm not giving anyone specific personal advice, this is just if it were me, is to get out of a big city because when things go downhill, uh, you're going to be around a whole lot of people behaving badly, all fighting for limited resources when it comes to food and and energy and so forth. Uh, If you have a country cousin, that would be a great one to consider just for you guys to think about, okay? Um, and again, this story that I've done today or, or, and highlighted uh, is not just to highlight her situation, although we hope that, you know, maybe in some way uh, our highlighting this might help her. It is to to highlight for everyone else that things are not getting better, you know, in special needs. You know, we've done stories about people who've had strokes and so forth and gone to, uh, you know, some, some kind of, uh, you know, assisted living facility, and, and it was horrid, horrid. I'm telling you that, you know, family is, family and friends are, are and it's, again, it's going to come down to family pretty much, uh, are the, the, you know, the best hope, in my humble opinion, for making it through what's coming, when you already have a situation, also to help make it through a situation, you need to have intelligence. You need to, and I mean that by gathering information and processing it—not um, what's between your ears, what's you know what you can gather—and um, that requires a resource, especially if you're not a military person. And you can get that at CivilDefenseManual.com. Did you know that America does not have a civil defense plan for its people? You know, in Moscow, they can put all their people underground to protect them from a nuclear event. Did you know that? In America, not so much. Where is your closest civil defense facility? There isn't one. There isn't one. Your government, you know, the, protecting its people is really the main job of the government. That's really the main job. Uh, but our friend Jack Lawson has put together a resource. It's $100. It's a 950-page, two-volume set of Civil Defense Manual. Again, civildefensemanual.com with incredible authors like NC Scout on communications, Matt Bracken on night fighting. Uh, and again, and you know, I say that because, hey, a special needs mother probably won't be out at night, you know, uh, defending her home and whatever, but you never know what you might have to do. Uh, but knowing what goes on at night, I mean, the bad people come out at night. That's uh, Johnny Winter had an album called They Only Come Out at Night. And that's sure true when it comes to people who want to do you wrong. Uh, Numerous other authors like Sam Culper on on information gathering on uh, like an area study. And then all the the chapters on food and water and uh, a neighborhood protection team. And uh, all your considerations regarding that, Uh, you—if there is a better all-purpose resource for someone to get, I don't know of it. Again, civildefensemanual.com, check it out there. Consider it. Again, it's a hundred bucks. It's an investment in your future. I assure you. Um, Well, you can support Encouraging Angels by going to www.encouragingangels.org and uh, click on the Donate tab. And you can give online with your card by clicking on the Cornerstone link that we have there our payment processor, uh, or just send something to our P.O. Box. This is the Encouraging Angels podcast. I'm Stan Szymanski, and I look forward to seeing you right here next time.